welcome to Roadside, where we talk about the fascinating and sometimes disturbing history behind roadside attractions and unique destinations. Welcome to Roadside. I'm Janica. And I'm Nathan. (laughs) And this is my son, Nathan. Also Abigail's brother. Yeah. So we've had a bit of a hiatus because there's been some family stuff going on, and so Abigail is not with us on this episode. So Nathan has decided, or Nathan has gladly accepted my invitation to fill in for her. Yeah, briefly. (laughs) Briefly. We'll see how long it lasts. Well, you better stick around for this entire episode. (laughs) (laughs) I tried to make it an interesting one for you. Perfect. Because I I know that some of the things that Abigail and I talk about may not be of interest to you. I don't know. I couldn't tell you. Um, I listen to the podcast. Right. Yeah. He just admitted <laughs> to me that he's only listened to one episode. So a little mad about that. I don't know what to expect. I'm uh, just along for the ride. Okay. Our uh, podcast is about the history of roadside attractions and unique destinations. If you don't know that, Nathan. I did know that, okay. actually. Okay. What is one of your favorite things in the entire world, Nathan? Legos. So our episode is all about Legos today. How did I guess it? <laughs> I tried to do something interesting for you. Perfect. Yep. Today we're talking about Legos. So we're going to start with history of Legos. Do you know the history of Legos? Uh, I I know some of it. Okay. Um, I know it was started in Denmark. Uh, mm-hmm. and it was like a family-owned business. I can't remember the guy's name. I think it was Kirk Christensen something. Yeah, that's pretty good. Yeah. They started making wooden toys... And their original factory burned down, and then they moved to another factory, and that one burned down too, and they had to move to a third factory, and the guy bought the the Lego press from some big company fair or something, and <laughs> that's about as much as I know. All right. Well, don't step on my toes too much. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, yes, a carpenter by the name of Ole Kirk Christensen, he lived in Billund, which was, uh, at the time, a very small village in Denmark. Okay. Had, like, less than 200 people. That is small. Had, like, eight farms and one road or something like that at the time. I guess that's all you need. Yeah. I, I mean, sure. <laughs> he purchased the Billund Machine Joinery and Carpentry, Carpentry Business in 1916. In the winter, they built furniture. And then in the summers, they constructed houses. Hmm. I didn't know that. Yep. And he had a small staff, and the company was doing pretty well, so Christensen actually invested in the town hmm. and helped to build a church and a dairy. Oh, that's exciting. Right. Uh, then in 1924, yes, the shop burned down. Uh, so I, sad. I saw one thing that said it was one of his sons was, like, playing with the something, and I, I, I was like, hmm, I don't know about yeah. that. Uh, never, but he had four sons. Apparently some wood shavings caught fire. And that'll do it. The, well, yeah, I mean, carpentry. So there's a lot of wood in there. Yeah, makes sense. But Christensen is a, you'll find he's a very positive man. He sees everything mm-hmm. as, he's just like, ah, okay. How can I turn this into a silver lining? And he took the opportunity to just make the wood shop bigger. Well, that's what I would do. So he didn't give up. He just decided I'm going to make it bigger and expand his business. Unfortunately, just a few years later, in 1929... The Great Depression hit. Well, I didn't burn down a second time? Not yet. Oh, okay. We're getting there. Don't jump ahead. 
but with the Great Depression, fewer people were purchasing furniture. Yeah. And no one could really afford to buy a house. And Christensen had to lay off most of his employees until the point where he basically had to lay off every employee because mm-hmm. there was just, he just Nothing couldn't afford it. Yeah. But he did try to keep going in the business by himself. He still wanted to make furniture. So in, instead of like building a bunch of furniture to try and sell, he decided I'm going to make smaller versions of that furniture mm-hmm. as like a prototype. Yeah. So then he would like make a little tiny bed and he would take that to people or a little tiny dresser and he would take that to people. And use them as his demo products. Yeah. Like, and he'd say, hey, I have see, I could make this, but it would be real size, but it would be okay. like doll furniture size. Yeah. So he would show that to his clients. And then he also started making other useful items because now he had all this wood, but nobody's building houses. So he would make like step ladders and stools and um, ironing boards, like things that people still needed. Household appliances, basically. Yeah. Yeah. And he was just doing basically whatever he needed to in order to keep the business running. Mm -hmm. It was this switching to miniature versions of furniture, though, that gave him the idea of making toys. Because he saw another opportunity for children mm-hmm. that he could, oh, I could make toys right. for kids. Yeah. He captures a second market. Yeah. Yeah. Perfect. So in August of 1932, his shop started selling wooden toys. Kind of what he started with was like yo-yos and like little trucks and stuff mm-hmm. like that. He started seeing a little bit of success now again, because... He was selling some toys, Mm -hmm. but after seeing some success after yet another setback, his wife died. Mm. So it seems like every time something bad happens, he he gets success and then something bad happens and he gets success. As soon as he succeeds, something, something goes wrong and sets him back. So at this time, when, after his wife passed away, his youngest son, Gottfried, who was only 12 at the time, mm-hmm. started helping with the business. Okay. Because they still weren't, like, it was still kind of like the Great Depression time. So yeah. he didn't really have any employees. His son started helping him. Mm-hmm. His son was, like, painting some of the toys and things like that. And then eventually did start designing some of the toys as well. Mm-hmm. Christensen's toys, though, weren't selling that great. They were really good toys because he was a very good toy designer. Yeah. And he was, like, his motto was, um, what was it? It was, like, the best, I'm trying to remember how, how he phrased it. <laughs> Only the best is good enough. I think that's what it was. Only the best is good enough. Mm-hmm. <laughs> They're all going to be, like, perfect. Yes. He wants to make them all perfect. Correct. And, like, even his son tried to, like, cut corners money-wise mm-hmm. and said, oh, Dad, look, I only put two coats of paint on this so that we could cut costs and his dad was like no there should be three take them all out of the box put another coat of paint pack them all back up because he was like everything has to be be good yeah so he's really really good at making toys he just wasn't a great salesman yeah (laughs) didn't know how to sell or market right so what he ended up doing was like kind of going around and he was really kind and he would like trade a mm-hmm. lot of his toys were like food and stuff. Like at this point, he was still kind of, he was like a single dad of four right. sons. So his not family easy. was like surviving and he made some money and they had plenty of food and all of that, but not selling a whole lot yet. Mm-hmm. It even got to the point where his siblings, because he had quite a few siblings, I think like 10 Ooh. brothers and sisters. <laughs> Big family. Yeah. 
<laughs> they were, yeah, hell, huge family. Um, his siblings, like, tried to talk him out of it. Mm-hmm. And he was, like, adamant. No way this yeah. is going to be a successful business. He had a vision, and he was going to do something with it. So it's the best mindset to have. Yeah. And he was like, you're not talking me out of doing this. Yeah. So th- he just kept going. And then in 1934, Christensen decided the best thing to do would be to change the name. Mm-hmm. Because the Billund Machine Joinery and Carpentry, Carpentry Business, I can't even get it all out in so many words, was not like the best toy company name. I, yeah, I don't imagine that's, <laughs> that's selling well. So he decided to go with the name Lego, which combined two Danish words, leg and got, got, G-O-D-T, mm-hmm. which means play well. I knew that. Yeah? Yeah. I figured you knew that. I didn't know the two words, but I knew it meant play well. Yeah. So he just took leg and go, basically, to make Lego. And surprisingly, I guess not surprisingly, this worked. This short name worked. Yeah. His toys started to become pretty popular. And his best seller might be one that, well, you might recognize, but other people uh, listening to the podcast, Uh I don't know if they would recognize or not, uh, was a wooden red and black duck. I knew that. (laughs) And it it was on wheels, I believe. It was on wheels. Yep had an orange beak Mm -hmm. that when you pulled it, the beak opened and closed. Yeah. Yep. Yep. It was like a a little, little pull toy. Do you know how much it sold for in 1935? I don't. Take a guess. Uh, $5? Not even that much. $2? A dollar. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's, so you can't get a single Lego for a dollar. (laughs) (laughs) So something that Abigail and I do on the podcast is whenever we talk about money in the past, we like to equate it to what that would be today. Mm-hmm. So today, that would be $22. It's equivalent to a small Lego set. Yeah. Yeah. But the estimated value of one of those actual wooden ducks, if you can find one today, because they're a very uh, coveted item now. I imagine. They are valued at around $2,000. That's if you can find one, because they are a collector's item now. Yeah, I'm sure. It's yeah. pricey for a wooden duck. Yeah. So <laughs> I'm going to stop for just a second, because I want to give you a fun fact that I found. And I don't know if you'll know this or not, because I feel like you're the wrong person I should be telling Legos to, because yeah. you know a lot about Legos. You could probably be telling me about Legos. Mm-hmm. The 20th episode of the 25th season of The Simpsons... Was completely CGI animated to look like Legos. It was called Brick Like Me. Mm-hmm. And it's a Lego-themed episode. And in the scene with the church, there's actually a stained glass window with the wooden duck. Oh, okay. I didn't know that, yeah. actually. Hey, cool. I taught you something. Yeah. So there are actually three Lego set versions of the wooden duck. Did you know that? Mm-hmm. I didn't know there were three. I knew there were two. Okay. Which ones did you know about? Uh, I think the most recent one, and I knew there was another one. What's the most but, recent one that you know about? Uh, I, I'm pretty sure it was a few years ago, but I could be wrong. Okay. So one was released in 2011, mm-hmm. and it was issued to employees only. Yeah. Did you know about I that one? Know, I don't think so. Okay. So that was issued to employees only as a Christmas gift in 2011. Mm-hmm. The current resale price of one of those on eBay is $20 if it's out of the box. 270 if it's in the box. It's always more expensive in the box. Yeah. The next one was a Lego house exclusive. 
Mm, I think I, yeah, I remember that one. If anybody's looking for it, the numbers are 40501, because mm-hmm. I know those are important in Lego world. Yeah, they are. The employee-only version, the numbers are 2011, because it was a 2011. That's right. it. And there was no, like, retail value given for that one, because mm-hmm. it was a gift. Was, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so the Lego House exclusive one was originally sold for $90. Mm-hmm. It was released in 2020. I thought this was funny, actually. It was released in, like, July, like, July 22nd of 2020 or something like that. Yeah. And I thought, I wonder if that was to entice people to get out because it was the pandemic. Probably. I and like, so. hey, come buy something because nobody's visiting us. Right. I I mean, I, I don't know so. if it was or not, but or if it was something they were already they might have working had it on in the in the past. They kind of planned releases throughout the whole year. Yeah. But. but it was July, so to me like they still would have had time to do that. I don't yeah, know. I don't, I, I don't know how long it takes to plan an, an, a Lego set. I don't know. So on eBay now, that Lego house exclusive ranges anywhere from 135 to $400. <laughs> I'm not surprised. And those are sold ones already. Yeah. So, I mean, people can ask whatever they want, but those are ones that actually sold. Right. So the third Lego duck, Lego set version of the Lego duck was a classic set. It's 11021 that included 15 mini builds. Hmm. So it was just a mini version of that. Yeah. And they were all like Lego toys from the past. I think I've seen that one. So that was released in 2022. Yeah. I, I think I remember that. Okay. So that originally sold for $35, and this this kind of surprised me, actually. The eBay prices for those was only $18 up to $75, hmm. and I didn't dive into the, like, why they were that, because there was a lot more of those than the others, probably because yeah. they were more recent and not as exclusive. Yeah. I don't know if they were, like, missing pieces or mm-hmm. instructions were gone or whatever the case may be, but... Anyway, so I just thought those were kind of a little fun yeah. fact about the wooden duck. Legos definitely tend to rise in value. Yes, I've been, they do. I really wanted to buy the yellow submarine recently. And it, How much is that one? It's like $270 in the Jesus. box. And it was like Wait, is that a retail. Oh, is that no longer in production? Yeah. yeah. It mm. was it was um it was quite a few years back now. Oh, but okay. They don't they don't make them anymore. It was like a limited uh, Lego ideas set. Um, oh. Yeah, they're out of production now, and they've gone up to like two hundred and seventy dollars, three hundred dollars. Twilight Lego ideas set, please. <laughs> There's a Twilight Lego. Yeah, ideas I sent set? it to you kids and said oh, this was right. on my Christmas list for next year because I think it's supposed to come out like November this okay. year or something like that. Well, I guess we'll see. Whenever it's Christmas the Cullen House. I don't know what that is. <laughs> I need to make you watch Twilight. Maybe. Okay. Back to our story. (laughs) The Lego factory was once again destroyed by fire in 1942. This was World War II during the Nazi German occupation of Denmark. Mm -hmm. All the designs for the toys were destroyed as well. Mm. The factory was immediately rebuilt and the wooden duck design was actually recreated. Hmm. That's awesome. Because that was like their most Most popular one. Yeah. Mm hmm. Four years later, the Lego company purchased a plastic molding machine mm-hmm. <laughs> and started making plastic toys. So they started making just like little teddy bears and yeah. things like that, just kind of as like testing out mm-hmm. the plastic molding machine. But their first successful one was a tractor. Hmm. I didn't know that. Yeah, I didn't either. Hmm. Interesting. Soon, Christensen created what he called the automatic binding bricks. Mm-hmm. 
So this was the first phase of Lego bricks, and these were released in 1949. Mm-hmm. Over the next few years, Christensen and his son Gottfried began to perfect the bricks and created what is called the Lego system mm-hmm. that would allow all the bricks to interlock together so that children could create whatever they wanted and that the creations would actually stay together because with the old bricks, they wouldn't actually stay together. Yeah, they didn't just... have the, the columns in the inside of them to yeah. hold the bricks together. Because you could like stack them on top of each other, but as but soon you as you couldn't... picked it up, it would just fall apart. Yeah, and you couldn't move the bricks like to the side at all because it wouldn't stay, wouldn't stay in place. Yeah. So since that time, in 1955, all Lego bricks will actually connect with each other. Mm-hmm. So if you take a 1955 brick and a 2024 brick, they will actually click together. Yep. They all work together still. I think that's pretty amazing. It is. It's really cool. I mean, that's so long to have the, the same, same design. design. Now, I mean, of course, they've made so many different pieces mm-hmm. since then, but those will still connect with yeah. them. I think that's really cool. Yeah, I have a, a Lego brick keychain on my on my keys, and it's been on there for, for a few years now. And because I've been putting it in and out of my pocket so much, the brick has worn down now oh, no. enough that it'll hardly attach to <laughs> any other bricks because <laughs> the connections are all so loose on it now from, yeah. from so much wear on it. Well, that one might not connect. Probably then. not. <laughs> <laughs> it's the one I have that doesn't. Yeah. In 1958... Gottfried took over full ownership of Lego when his father, Olkert Christensen, died. Mm-hmm. Shortly after he passed, a third fire <laughs> broke out. And it was at this point that Gottfried decided to ditch the wooden toys. Yeah. He said, I'm only going to focus on the Lego brick system. Everything else is gone. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking like he was like, you know, wood is too flammable. Yeah. This probably. is three fires. It's... I would be too. Uh, but he didn't focus on the tractor or any other plastic toys either. Just the bricks. Just the Lego brick system, yeah. 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 Then in 2003, Lego reported a financial loss for the first time ever mm. since getting off the ground. Wow. With $800 million in debt. Oof. Yeah. Is that in today's money or is that... Oh, well, that's that was 2003... Oh, okay. So I did not calculate that. Yeah, let me I wonder. S- let me see really quick. So that was 2003 whenever they reported that loss? Yeah. I think I remember hearing about that. So what I was reading is, first of all, like 2008 is when the um, housing market mm-hmm. crashed. I think it was just like some to do with marketing and some to do with other toys that were coming out. Mm-hmm. And kids were interested in other things now, yeah. you know, so they needed to change with the times. $800 million in debt in 2003, so today that would be $1.34 billion. Wow. Yeah. That's a big loss. <laughs> yeah. So they had to lay off hundreds of employees, mm-hmm. close quite a few factories. Yeah. But much like Ole Kirk Christensen, the family did not give up mm-hmm. and in 2005 started to make some changes. Yeah. Uh, one of those changes was to introduce Lego Mindstorms. Yeah, I remember that. I don't really know a lot about Lego Mindstorms. Aren't those like robots? Yeah, I never I never really had the chance to mess with them, but they were like these little technical pieces. They were compatible with, with standard bricks and with Technic bricks as well, but they would have oh, motors yeah. in them and you could buy like separate motors and like wire pieces. And 
the way the wires are connected was just with the studs. It was like specialized studs. So they would just like click right into place and the wires would connect from the motor to the, like the, the computing unit. I don't remember what it was called. The, the mine maybe. Um, Hmm. But it would, you know, it just had a little controller on there and a little screen to display information and you could connect them to your computer too, I think. But I, I never messed around with them, but they're pretty cool. Okay. And I forgot about the Technic. Yeah ones. So, yeah, the Technic Those do bricks, not connect with the regular bricks, do they? They can. Oh, they can? Yeah. Not all of them connect the same, but they'll all connect somehow. Like, like the Technic, like, poles, the studs are spaced the same, or, like, the holes are spaced the same that they are on the regular bricks, so you can just stick them together. I don't know if that's considered an illegal building technique, but... Oh. That's... Yeah, I don't know about the illegal and legal building techniques. I don't, I don't know all of the, the differences, <laughs> but, yeah, I think it's just... We'd have to get a... a what do they call them? A master a, builder. Oh. Or a brick master. A, a brick master, master, maybe. Yeah. I don't know. A master know. builder was from the Lego movie. Oh, um, okay. But I think an illegal technique is just any technique that like puts or any building technique that puts strain or stress on the Lego pieces and would cause them to oh. like break after if you left it like in place for a, a for a long time. Hmm. Okay. Good to know. Another change to, that they made was partnering with video game developers. Mm-hmm. So kids were now interested more in video games and not as interested in building Legos, unless you were my son. <laughs> I uh, was interested in both. You were interested the in Lego both, yes, very much. Specifically. Uh, so they worked to create Lego Star Wars. One of the best games ever. <laughs> uh, then in 2012, the Lego Harry Potter video games, which I loved. Do. Those are great games. Uh, and then in 2014, the Lego movie came out. And grossed $468 million worldwide. Mm-hmm. So in 20 years' time, Lego went from $800 million in debt to now being worth almost $12 billion. Mm-hmm. It's amazing. <laughs> Today, Gottfried's son, and I'm going to not be able to pronounce this, <laughs> Jeld Kirk Christensen, who is the grandson of Ole, mm-hmm. is the current owner of Lego. Kajeld's son, Thomas, is the chairman of the board of directors of the Lego Foundation. The Christensen family is considered to be the richest family in Denmark. Shocker. Surprised me. With an estimated $32.8 billion. Wow. And Denmark as an entire country is worth $57 billion. (laughs) So the Christensen family makes up more than half of the wealth Denmark yeah. altogether. Wow. That is crazy. That is. It's a lot of money. I think Billion has like 4,000 uh, residents now or 6,000 hmm. residents now or something like I think it's 6,000 residents. Yeah. And Lego employs like 4,000 people in yeah. Billion. Oh, okay. Now, not everybody c- lives in Billion. Some yeah. of them drive like an hour to get right. there. But I was just like, that's That's awesome. Crazy. Yeah. <laughs> but they love Lego there. They mm-hmm. love it very much. I'm sure. They say like... Billion is Lego. Lego is billion. Like they went from this tiny little village to like that is that is what Lego. Yeah. That's that home of Lego. Right. So on our podcast also, we don't just talk about history. We talk about places you can visit. Right. So now we're going to talk about a bunch of places you can visit okay. to go look at Legos. All right. So one, Denmark. Of course. You can go to the Lego house. This is located in Billion, Denmark. Mm-hmm. The hours fluctuate, so check their website if you plan to go. Yeah. (laughs) 
Pricing ranges from $35 to $50, and I did convert all of the prices in this, all of these places to mm-hmm. U.S. dollars. Okay. You can get a wristband that you can save your pictures and your videos. Hmm. You can create real-life Lego creations and then scan them into digital videos. Huh. You can, like, make a fish out of Legos and yeah. then scan it into aquarium. I've seen that before. <laughs> Yeah, they're really cool. Yeah. Have you seen the design for the, the Lego house, too? Yes, it's, it's so, so cool. cool. It's such a cool building. It looks almost like it's made of Legos. It, it does. It's awesome. Because it's all these different... It's like these... Trying to describe it since we're a podcast, yeah. but it's all of these different squares yeah. that are different colors, different levels, and they're not like all piled on top right, of each other. they're kind of like staggered. Yeah, they're staggered. Staggered on top of each other. Uh, if you live in St. Louis and you've ever seen the Edward Jones building by West County mm-hmm. Mall, it kind of looks like, it reminds yeah. me of that. Like the way it's staggered. Yeah. But not the colors, obviously. Right. But it's like red and yellow and blue and white. And Have you seen inside the house before? I've real, I mean, I've seen like where the displays are and yeah. the, where you can play, like the kids can build stuff. And they have like, they have like slides for the employees to go down. From, like, oh, floor I to didn't floor. see that. Yeah. It, I just saw some tour of, of it oh, wow. a few years ago on That's YouTube, cool. I think, but it was awesome. Oh, well see, there you go. You guys can go to YouTube and get a tour of the yeah. Lego house if you don't, if you can't make it to Denmark. <laughs> you can see how Legos are made mm-hmm. when you're there. I thought that was pretty yeah. cool. Uh, you can go to the mini chef restaurant and have your food served by Lego robots. Uh-huh. And <laughs> the way you order is they have they have a menu, and the menu by each like dish is like a specific brick pattern, and they oh. give you six Lego bricks, and you put the six Lego bricks together in like a certain pattern that's whatever whatever's shown on the menu. Oh wow! And it like the robots will scan that, and that's how you order your food. <laughs> that's cool. Yeah, it's awesome. <laughs> They also have rotating exhibits. Hmm. So from March 6th to April 21st of 2024, they have the spring. It's a spring theme. Mm-hmm. So they have the Tree of Creativity hmm. and the Easter Egg Gallery. Okay. Yeah. Nathan and I will be traveling over the summer on a road trip, and I think we're going to go visit this place. All right. This is called the Bel Air Toy and Plastic Brick Museum. Hmm. It's in Bel Air, Ohio. Okay. It promotes itself as the unofficial Lego museum. Hmm. It's owned by Blockhead Inc. and is part of the premier tourist attraction for the Ohio Valley. Hmm. It's not open year-round. It's basically only open for the summer. So it opens this year, May 20th, and then it's usually open through the end of August, early September, like around Labor Day. Yeah. It's only open from Tuesday through Sunday from 10 to 5. Hmm. It's $8 for adults and $6 for children. So now this place sounds really cool. Yeah. So this all started in 2012 by this man named Dan Brown, who is obsessed with Legos, kind of like you are. He probably saves every Lego box just like you do. I do. He ran out of room in his house (laughs) to store his Legos. So I'm running into that issue. Instead of just like buying a storage unit, he bought a school... (laughs) A three-story, 36,000-square-foot school to store his extra Legos in. Sounds awesome. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it you does sound awesome. At least one room dedicated to each each Lego theme. So, you could have a whole Star Wars floor. He literally just bought it to put his Legos in. Yeah. But then all of these people around town were like, can I see? Can I see? Yeah. Can I see? So he was like, I guess I'll just open a museum. <laughs> So that, Why not? it became a museum that's, that's awesome. been there for 12 years now. Yeah. I wonder, does he add? I mean, does he every... adds all the time. He actually, oh, like awesome. this, 
it's now owned by the Blockhead Inc., mm-hmm. um, it, which is a 503C, and that just happened this year. Okay. They did, like, donations to renovate and do mm-hmm. a bunch of stuff. They're, mm-hmm. like, putting in, like, a flower garden with oh, all those wow. Lego flowers now that oh, they have. cool. I yeah. have a bunch of the Lego flowers. It's real. It looks really cool. Yeah. It says you'll see animatronic, uh, animatronic Lego band, hmm. life-size versions of Scooby-Doo, Spider-Man, and Darth Vader, Lego murals. There's rooms for making your own creations, and you awesome. can have a party there. Oh, that'd be cool. Have their own party. Yeah. Room. Yeah. It'd be awesome to have a Lego party there. Right? Then we go to the Museum of Bricks, which is in the Czech Republic. Hmm. So this was started by Milos, or Milos Krečík who houses the largest private collection in the world. Wow. With 9,000 exhibits, over 10 million Lego pieces, and five different museums. Wow. Yeah. That's impressive. I don't know which one. The one I was looking at was in Prague, but it said it had two floors. Mm-hmm. They each have their own theme. Some are just like static models, and some are actually interactive models. Oh, that's awesome. Uh, they have a children's area. They actually have a Lego store that they've partnered with Lego <sighs> to have so a Lego cool. store there. And a hotel. A Lego hotel? Yes, with Lego-themed rooms <laughs> and even more building opportunities That'd be awesome. in the hotel. To go to the museum is $8 for kids and seniors and then $12 for adults. Hmm. That's pretty cheap. I, that's what I thought. Too bad it's in the Czech Republic. Yeah, I mean, you'd have to pay to travel there unless you yeah. live there, of course. But right. there's five of them, but they're all in the Czech Republic. Hmm. Lego Discovery Center. There's 15 locations in the U.S., seven mm-hmm. in Europe, seven in Asia, and one in Australia. Hmm. Um, we've been to one of those. Yeah. And there you can ride little rides, see a bunch of like a big Lego city. Yeah, they had. I mean, they had all kinds of stuff set up for display. There was a whole um, Wizard of Oz. Yeah, that was really setup. cool. That was awesome. See yeah. the Wizard of Oz. Yeah, and you could Do build you... like little race cars and race those. Yeah. yeah. Then of course there's. Lego Land, mm-hmm. which we've also been to. Yep, the first one opened in 1968 in Billund, hmm. and 600,000 guests came the first year. Wow! Yeah, that's a lot of people. The Christensen family actually sold Lego Land in hmm. 2005 during their financial troubles, hmm. but repurchased the theme parks in 2019. Oh, okay, awesome. Yeah. There are Lego lands in Denmark, Florida, New York, California, Japan, Windsor, Germany, South Korea, Dubai, and Malaysia. Hmm, they're everywhere. Yeah. And yes, we went to the one in Florida. Yeah. And I will just tell uh, all of our listeners, I took my three children to go to a Disney trip and my parents to go to a Disney trip in Florida. We went to two Disney theme parks mm-hmm. and Legoland. And out of all three theme parks... Everybody liked Legoland the best. Yeah. And we actually went back to Legoland. Yeah, we were only supposed to be there for one day, (laughs) and then I think we we stayed a second day just to go back. Well, our flight didn't leave that day until like 6 o'clock at night. Yeah. So we bought a second ticket, a second day ticket, because you could go get like a second day ticket ticket cheaper. Mm -hmm. So we're like, let's go back to Legoland, and we went back. It was awesome. Yeah. I I loved it there. And I I remember me and Abby, we ran like to one of the rides because we were, we had been there the the day before and we didn't get to go on it. So we like first thing in the morning, we went there. I remember that too. Yeah. 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 And Christian was mad that he didn't get to go on some stuff because he was so little at the time because that was in 2018. Mm -hmm. But yeah, I would love to go back there actually. We liked Lego Land a lot. I loved it. And it was so, it was small enough that it wasn't like overwhelming. Yeah. 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 It felt more like 
like Six Flags than Disney World. Yeah, it, I agree. In, in that size, or maybe Silver Dollar City, even. Yeah. Which is which is a little smaller, I think. But and that's where you got your brick with your name on it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You could you could get like a, a Lego brick keychain with with a name engraved on it. And so that's the Lego keychain that I have that mm. I've had on my keys since then. Yeah. And then they had the pirate ship show. Yeah. Like the pirates in I the remember that. water. That was awesome. <laughs> yeah, that was fun. And they had the, well, this wasn't at Legoland. It was at Disney Springs, I think. Um, but they had the big Lego dragon constructed. That oh, was yeah. That was at Disney Springs. Because they had the Lego, store, they had the Lego store there. Yeah. yeah. And that was awesome, too. Yeah. That was really cool to see. So then the last place that I have that you can visit is the Art of the Brick exhibit. So you've also been there, if you remember that. I might. Uh, so this started in 2007 uh, by artist Nathan Sawaya. <laughs> I don't know how to pronounce his yeah. last name. Uh, this is actually a moving exhibit. It's currently open in Paris, Miami, and London. Mm-hmm. It's toured over 100 cities and 24 countries. Mm. The prices vary depending on what city and time and all of that that you go, but they range anywhere from about $20 to $50. Mm-hmm. Nathan creates mainly three-dimensional life-size art, has used over a million bricks to create 150-plus works of art made yeah. strictly from Lego. Yeah, I think I remember that. Yeah. Was it, it was the, it was like all yellow and it was the, the one guy like ripping his chest open out yeah. of Legos. Yeah, and it's actually, I had that one in here. Yeah. Um, so that's one of his most recognized is there's one called blue, there's one called yellow, there's one called red. Mm-hmm. And the one that's called yellow is he's ripping open his chest and yeah. all the Legos are falling yeah. out of it. Ours, when it came to St. Louis, was actually set up at the Magic House. I remember that. Yeah. He also does some reimagined artworks like Da Vinci's Mona Lisa mm-hmm. and Go- Van Gogh's Starry Night. Yeah. And then he also has a 19-foot-long T-Rex skeleton. That's Do you remember awesome. that? I don't think so. Yeah. That sounds um, awesome. He was featured on CNN as a must-see attraction. Mm-hmm. Definitely. And while he does not work for Lego, he has been recognized by Lego and is endorsed as a Lego certified professional and mm-hmm. is actually featured on Lego's website. That's awesome. So, yeah. yeah. So that is the history of Lego and all the Lego places that I found that you can visit. Right. There may be I'm more sure there is. Lego places. I mean, there's this little traveling ones dad took me to one when i was younger and it, oh did he it was i don't know what it was exactly but it was it was more of like a little kids kind of show you you go and you buy legos and you there's like spider-man and you get to build these big pictures out of legos and yeah just stuff like that but it was it was it was more of like a kids well and we had event. didn't you guys just is that the one you're talking about you yeah, just went to we just went to one recently and then there was another one that i went to because that was, was Brickfest. yeah yeah Brickfest, and I, and I took you guys to that one a couple years ago, I think. Yeah, that's right. And they're just they're just set up in like like a showroom kind of. Yeah, and yeah. There's like statues you can look at, and and Legos to buy, and activities for for younger kids too. I remember that one had the um, was it Spider Man that turned into Venom or something like yeah, that? Yeah, it was it was one of those like portraits where they had like the angled. They like angle the bricks so that if you look at it from yeah, so you walk right by side, it, it looks one way, and you walk past yeah. it the other way, it changes. You look at it from the right side, and it looks like Spider Man. And then as you walk past it to the left, you see the other side of the, the the tiles, and they make it look like Venom. Yeah, yeah, and and there was one. Um, I I think there was one like that too, and it was like a, a Mona Lisa, and then a Mona Lisa with like a Lego head on it. I want to say. Oh. Okay. Or, or there was a picture of that somewhere there. Huh. But it was it was neat. Cool. Yeah. 
All right. Well, that's our episode. All right. Thank you for joining us, Nathan. Yeah, I'm glad to be here. We're happy to have you. Thank you. Love you, Abigail. Sorry you didn't join us today. And she mm, she actually... Stop it. <laughs> you love her. Yeah, I do. When I told her you were filling in, she's like, oh my gosh, that'll be so fun to hear him. <laughs> so she was excited to yeah. hear you talk and that it was going to be about Legos because right. I did That's tell awesome. her. So at the end of our podcast, we tell everybody that we love them. So we love you all. Thank I you for you listening. All. Thank you for listening. And then we also say, keep finding the thrill in the mysterious. Just keep finding the thrill in the mysterious. <laughs> well, usually only one of us says that, oh, okay. but that's fine. Or sometimes well, we both do. It doesn't matter. Well, there we go. Yeah. <laughs> Bye. Bye.